Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we're going to be having an important show today because we're going to be talking about recreating yourself throughout life. And we have a wonderful woman on today who has done just that, lost a, a child early on and it, uh, has also lost a husband and how she has gotten through. And you're going to hear some hopeful things today. So Heidi, would you like to introduce our guest today? Sure, Mom. And like you said, we'll be talking about recreating yourself throughout life. And our guest is Linda Joy Walder. Linda's nine-year-old son died of an autism-related seizure, and recently her husband has also died. She founded a trailblazing organization supporting adults with autism, and she is the author of Running Naked in the Snow by Linda Joy Walder. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Linda, um, you know, I've lost a son, probably, uh, he was 17. You lost a nine-year-old. 20 years ago, yes. And then you recently lost your husband? Yes, in uh, 2019. About two and a half years. Two and a half years, right. Actually, my husband passed away about a year and a half ago. You know, one of the things that I was telling Heidi as I was looking over the material is that um, when your son passed away, you started a foundation and now your husband's passed away and you started a whole new website and doing things. So you seem to be kind of a doer. How long did it take before you started um, your activism? Interesting because it wasn't so intentional from the beginning because I was still grieving. And, and as you know, from having lived with grief yourself, that you're kind of in a trance-like state, almost in and out of reality, just trying to, you know, do the daily things. But during my son Danny's lifetime, I was a very active parent. Um, He was diagnosed with autism and um, he didn't pass from autism. There are many comorbidities with autism. uh, So he passed at nine from a seizure suddenly. So there was really no warning that this was going to happen. So I think I was still in shock for quite a while. But people were saying to me, why don't you continue in some way? Because you were so involved as a parent. We had founded a school in New York. We had you know, been very active as a family in his school in New Jersey. So um, I had a little spiral notebook and this, these were, it was 20 years ago, maybe a little more. So, so, you know, we didn't really have computers as, as actively as we have now, but every time somebody made a donation in his memory, I collected their name and their donation. And um, one of my brothers started a not-for-profit. So we funneled all of these, um, these uh, remembrances, if you will, into the, Uh, into what would be the beginning seed money for the foundation. And probably it took about two years. So um, we're in our 20th year now. So fast forward with your husband's death. Now he, (laughs) um, 
he died of lung cancer. Is that right? Yes, he did. Yes. So he had uh, probably some years of problems or time of problems, or was it sudden? It was actually quite sudden as well. It was really only a 10 month journey. Um, So it was very quick as well. And again, I found myself, you know, just trying to grapple with what was, I knew was going to be a new reality of my life. I think having uh, losses early, I guess that's what we realize is that there is going to be change. When you have the first loss, I think maybe you feel like, you know, you're feeling your way along. You're, you're not accepting the fact that there's going to be change. You know, the first loss, you, you can't even see how life can go on. I mean, it's almost like my life is now over forever. You know, mm-hmm. it's over and it's never, it's just over. And, and then you realize with time and support that you, like you said, you're just, you're recreating yourself, Linda, as you say, you're recreating and reinventing yourself and going into the next chapter. Given that you had had a nine-year-old son die and you'd been through that, that horrible loss, when you had your, when your husband died, did you learn anything from your son dying that helped you with your husband's death? Probably going forward, yes. But at the time, I think that each death, each experience is unique unto itself because of the relationship you have with the person. I mean, it's very different being a mother and a child with a child and a a spouse where you have a very good, you know, amazing marriage. So it's, it's a very different experience because your relationship is different. But I think that to your point, as time progresses and you're not in the initial stages of grief, some of the tools that you used, and you don't even know that they're tools, it's just like, you know, you go into this kind of survival mode, but I think some of the lessons do kick in. And I think, you know, when we love someone so much, we want to continue their legacy, so to speak. So for my son, it's the Daniel Jordan Fiddle Foundation for adult autism in his memory and honor. And for my husband, although there's not a, an organization, I believe on different levels, I am continuing to, um, to recognize his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And talk about recreating yourself. How, how mm-hmm. do you see that? Well, I, you know, it's funny because when I started this, uh, the autism organization, my background was as an attorney and I had some marketing and PR background. So I, you know, how did that come together to start a new business basically in the not-for-profit world? Well, you know, you see a need, you have like a, a vision for something. So in the case of, of that organization, it was trying to create the adult life I envisioned for my own child. And then with the poetry, well, that's different because that was always inside of me since I was a little girl. So almost Dan's passing and also COVID where we were all on our own and isolated. So it gave me a dwelling place to kind of focus on my inner life. And of course, poetry had always been inner life. So now I find it really fun and exciting to have these things come out and I don't know necessarily if they would have if my husband was still here and also if we didn't have COVID so you know it was kind of 
um, interesting how both of those things inspired me to be this new woman or or a part of the same woman, but a, a new a new chapter in this woman's life. How long did it take you to get back into it? What's the discipline if I want to write anything? Yeah, I think with writing, it is re- it's, a, it's a good word, discipline, because I think that writers, you know, or any creative person, really, you can go off on tangents, you can get kind of distracted because things compel you and interest you in the world. So I think having a time every day where you sit and you write and or you just think and maybe write down a, a sentence or a few thoughts, I think is really helpful. And I get really inspired by my by the environment, by nature, always have. And I think during COVID, because I was so much outdoors and gardening and just in the natural world, as many of us were, that that lends inspiration. So I think that that take the world around you and then make a concentrated time where you're going to focus on what you're doing and also give yourself the grace not to focus also, because sometimes in the free space, you can really grow and imagine things. Looking at your book, okay, it's called Running Naked in the Snow. How yes. did you come up with that name? I love that name, by the way. Well, here it is. Here, um, I love it. Running Naked in the Snow um, is inspired by something that happened with my son, Danny, when he was a little boy. You can obviously guess what it was, but right. um, but but um, I do kind of um, preface in the in a poetic form in the beginning of of the book about that situation, and um, so. But I always thought that was really um, you know that was the inspiration. But then it's also a metaphor because mm-hmm. I feel like as we reinvent ourselves as we go forward in our lives based upon the challenges we face we are basically running naked whether and in the snow because it in a way we think about it because it is cold it could be affronting it could be very challenging and scary and it is basically you know if we're being honest it's not just oh well i'm just going to go do this there's fear there's trepidation mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things so i think it is a great metaphor also of just you know pushing yourself and then all of a sudden you 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 can walk and you run you know and just running towards your future basically i like that a very positive why don't you read one of your poems for me Rupa? okay well my husband this is inspired by my husband his name is also dan this is a poem Um, inspired by my husband. It's called Deputies. Since you departed, your deputies watch me from the house across the street. Their gray feathered uniforms are not concealed by the neighbor's silver roof where they perch gossiping and reporting. I pull back the curtains, surmising you sent this lineup of little lieutenants to look inside. I imagine they can hear my mind reciting the ordinary and immortal compositions of my consciousness. Drab days without your deputies fill me with dread until I am revived by the vibrant sun like a flashing squad car light signaling to look. Seeing your deputies' heads 
bobbing vigorously again in conversation instills a delightful sense of security within me, knowing you have dutifully dispatched them to remind me your promise of protection remains. Uh, it's lovely. I love the thought of the kind of dreary day that we have when we're in grief and then the sun appears and you and we see nature and the birds and the wonderful. So I wanted to know if you've got some special tips for people on getting through these kind of losses. We've got some early grievers on the show. What would it be? Well, I think that the natural response to grief is always to really feel just like you're, you're a building that's kind of crumbled to the ground and you're all in these pieces and you don't know where to start to rebuild. And I think there's one word that always resonates throughout all of my experiences, and that is gratitude. Because when we have gratitude for life, and we do value life. That's why we're decimated when a loved one passes because their life is no longer in the physical form we've known it. So when we can have gratitude for yes, their life, but also our own life and value our life and know that each of us has a purpose and a mission and try to really you know, go with it a little bit, be imaginative, run naked in the snow, whatever you have to do to just get yourself inspired and realize that each day is such a gift, as they say, and it truly is. And then also knowing that the people you loved who are no longer physically with you are there in spirit and they would want you to go forward. Thank you. Such, such wonderful advice. Uh, tell us about your website. So the website is called lindajwalderc.com, letter C. It's um, writer of poetry, woman of creativity, warrior of resiliency. The whole website, as you said, was inspired after my husband passed because for me, creativity has really been the way in which I have changed, re redesigned my life in many ways and will continue to because it's a work in progress. And I love it. It's a work in progress. It's lovely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and for all you've done. You're, you're a great inspiration. Well, thank you so much. And the book also is available at, at lindajwalderc.com and it can be published through independent booksellers and also um, if you, I have a, um, an Instagram page, which is very up to date at Linda J. Walder C. So I hope your, your right. listeners and viewers will, will join me. Great. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Linda. And thank you for being a, an example of how we can create a new life for ourselves after loss. And thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.